Welcome to Riverbend Church's podcast, and thanks for listening. Riverbend is a church in Hernando, Mississippi that is focused on our calling to restore the community around us. For more information, visit rbhernando.church. We hope you enjoy the message. This morning, I would like for us to um, start with a competition, okay? Competition can be in between your right ear and your left ear, just in your gray matter. You can think about this question See if you know what I am speaking about, and then we will quickly get into God's Word. The word is dorsum, D-O-R-S-U-M. That's what we are going to be discussing this morning. And in your gray matter, do you understand what... A dorsum is, or what part of the body, I'll give you that, that the dorsum is. On, on females, the dorsum is on average a little over 3.1 inches. On males, the dorsum is a little larger, about 3.4 to 3.5 inches. The dorsum is covered give you a couple of other interesting facts about this item. It's covered with papilla, papillae, excuse me, that have about 50,000 to 150,000 receptors on each one. Do we know what we're talking about yet? We're not talking about ears. I saw that. We are talking uh, about um, the top of your tongue. The top of your tongue is known as the dorsum. Each papillae has a multiple taste buds on it, and each of those taste buds have, as I stated, 50 to 150 thousand receptors to let you know if what you are eating or drinking is sour or sweet. The dorsum James speaks of in James chapter 3 verses 1 through 12. Now James when he speaks of the tongue in this passage he does not speak of what the couples that went to the marriage conference uh, Saturday week ago was were reminded of that the ladies tend to speak on average 20,000 words a day and us males speak about 9,000 words a day. I thought that was a little high for me, except on Sundays. Nor was James speaking as he wrote this uh, that on average, we Americans who speak English speak at about 150 words a minute with our tongues. James is speaking and writing to a body of believers about the words that they used with their tongues. So let me read for us the first 12 verses of chapter 3 
As we look at the title of the message, um, preparing to stop self-destruction. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know, you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. And we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us. We guide their whole bodies as well. Verse 4. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large, they're driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being, no human being, can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil. It is full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing, my brothers. These things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Father, as we spend these moments, thank you for this illustration or these illustrations, these vivid pictures of the contrast that happens with our tongues. Father, more pointedly, with the speech of our mouths and our lives. Father, I pray for every single one of us in this room. God, I pray that um, as we spend these moments here today, God, we would see these uh, insights concerning our speech. Father, we would uh, once again come to You and come to the cross and surrender. I ask all of this in Your Son's name. Amen. I believe in this passage, the first verse is kind of set apart. So let me just deal with that um, first, and then we will look at at two insights to um, stopping this aspect of self-destruction. 
Uh, let me read verse 1 for us again. It says this, Not many of you shall become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we each teach, that we who teach, excuse me, will be judged with gr- greater strictness. Um, I sat in a uh, seminary class and the professor used this verse to ask the class, um, are you, everybody in that class was uh, there for, um, as they were going into ministry and they were studying so that they could go either on the mission field or into a church setting and uh, minister. And the question was raised by the prof that morning using that verse, are you held to a higher standard? And um, I didn't think that, that was the best question looking back on it now. I don't believe that was the best question. I do believe that he was trying to get us to discuss it back and forth. And a number of the guys were like, yes. And a number of us were like, no. And the example that was given for the no side was that every single one of us out of First Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, and also over in Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, that we are held to this standard, be holy as I am holy. And what is a greater standard than being holy? I believe a better question that that professor could have asked is what James is getting at here, that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness, knowing this, that those of us who are teaching are to be a little further down the road in this journey knowing the truth and leading you to apply and live out said truth. And if I don't do that, it's not going to be good for me. Nor is it going to be good for any other teacher that would not do that. And his statement is for the church in the first century, he more than likely had received a letter or some words stating that everybody there wanted to be a teacher and nobody wanted to be learning these things. So therefore, he writes this warning. But then from that, he turns his attention to where we will spend our time this morning. Look at verse 2 and 3. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to also bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also, verse 4 states. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder. Wherever the will of the pilot directs, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts in great things. The first insight that I believe James gives us is this, that life... And its uh, truths are discussed openly by James. James has been stated, I told you this uh, a number of weeks ago as we were looking at the first chapter, it has been stated as the New Testament book most closely attached with that of the Proverbs. It is a wisdom book, but it is a practical wisdom 
that James is wanting to get across. Wisdom for life today. And he uses illustration after illustration and subject matter or topic after topic. And here he turns to the topic of the tongue. Life's truths are discussed openly. I don't know how many times I've read James. I don't, I know that I have preached through or taught through James um, at every stop in my ministry, whether it was my first uh, youth minister job, because every youth minister has to speak on James because it talks about what we're talking about today, or whether it was the two previous churches that I pastored, I know that I preached through this epistle there as well. But last week when I read verse number 2, something jumped out at me that has not jumped out at me before. It is how he starts that verse. We all stumble in many ways. I read that and I was so thankful that that sentence was there. We, the church, all, people on the front row and people on the back row, people on my left and people on my right, people in the seats and the person on the stage, we all stumble. Amen? If you didn't say it, you know it. We all stumble. But he didn't stop with just that. It's not just that we stumble in in one way or another, that the people over here on this side stumble in a different way than the people over there on that side. No, he says we all stumble in many ways. Just ask those people who you live with the ways that you stumble if you want some discouragement today. Because they will more than likely share with you the multiple, multiple ways that you stumble. We all stumble in many ways. James has already spoken of some ways that we brothers and sisters in Christ, stumble. We stumble in areas of showing partiality. We stumble in areas of being arrogant, proud, selfish. And now he is about to turn our attention to a stumbling in the way that we talk or the subject matter that we speak about. We all stumble in many ways. The church, James got it, James understood it, the church is full and is for hurting people. The church doesn't have it all figured out, meaning that we have already passed through all the trials and tribulations and and hey, just look at us. No, the church points every single one of us to the one who has it figured out. The one who came for the hurting people, as Jesus stated in the Gospel of Matthew, that I came for sinners. Only those that are sick are the ones that need a doctor. 
we all stumble in many, many ways. James says, here's one of the ways that we stumble. One of the ways that we stumble is that part of our body that is in between our upper teeth and our lower teeth. The part of the body that um, we speak with. Look at the illustration that he gives right out of the gate about the tongue. If you put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we got their whole bodies. Or look at a ship. Even though it is driven by strong winds, whatever the, the pilot directs because of this rudder, that's where the ship's going. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. Ladies, in your last 100,000 words, give or take, meaning the last five days that you have spoken. Guys, in your last 45,000 words, your last five days on average, what have you boasted about? What's been the topic that you have voiced more than any other topic life's truths James speaks of openly here and he says this that hey your your tongues your speech boast in a great amount of things even though it is very small, it boasts of some great things. What are you and I boasting about? What, what has our speech been about this past week? I know what it should be about. I also know what more than likely it has been more of than it should have been. And we'll get there in just a second. But the question remains, in your words, were they tearing others down? Were they building others up? Were your words that you were boasting about, were they words like that horse in obedience? Words like that ship directing wherever the pilot wanted you to go? Or were they words that were contrary to that? Not only do we see this morning this concept or this insight of life's truths are discussed openly, but we go one step further and James, for the next ten verses, verses 3 down through verse 12, he speaks of this item that small items, small things are important. Listen to it over and over and over again in these verses. I'll start in verse number 5. 
How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. The, the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole of the body, setting on fire the entire course of life, set on fire by hell. Every kind of beast and bird or reptile, sea creature can be tamed, has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil. It's full of deadly poison. With it you and I bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. Brothers, sisters, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from it same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond Yield fresh water. Small items seen here are important. There's not a person in the room as a brother or sister in Christ that would not want this. Lord, give me a great assignment. Lord, Lord, please put a huge responsibility so that everybody could see that this is what you want me to do. Have you ever had that thought? Why is that person being recognized for this or that? Why, why did that person get to be up on the stage and bringing that aspect of this? Why did I not get to do this or that? Maybe it's because of this point. Small items are important. If you and I find ourselves faithful in the small things, the Lord will give us greater things. If you and I are not faithful in the small things, well, it's just a, a, a small thing. Small things add up to be big things. What you and I do when nobody else is looking is who we truly are. What you and I do in front of everybody, is not the real you. You know that item that you put on Facebook or Snapchat or that item that, uh, that you put on Instagram? That's not the real you, just to let you know. That's not the real family that you are, more than likely. Because um, what I really would like to see on your Facebook and on my Facebook, I'd like to see a post on mine. I never post, but it's neither here nor there. But what I would really like to see is the five seconds before you took that perfect shot or the five seconds after you took that perfect shot. Because that's the real life that you and I find ourselves in. If you want to see an argument take place at the Tillman household, wait till the last moment of Thanksgiving when we are trying to get everybody together for Christmas pick. Oh, we hate. Well, most of us do. Not the person to my left on the front row. But 
most of us hate that moment. And we take like 4,700 picks to try to get that one where this Tillman and one other Tillman in the crew is not got a frown on our face. Also, we can send them out or put them on the, the book of faces and, oh, look at this beautiful family. That, that's not real. You've got to see all the takes that it took to get that. Small items, life, are important and they're not to be overlooked. This small item that he brings up, which is the tongue, as I stated in the introduction, it is only about three inches long, yet it directs our life and the focus of our days. And it, as James states, it is a fire. And it is a restless evil. Meaning this, that your speech might be great on Sunday morning at 1045, but that same speech or the origin of that speech which comes from your mind might be absolutely terrible Tuesday at 1045. It might be great Tuesday at 10.52, but it might be absolutely horrendous at 3 o'clock, same day. And he is trying to get across to the church in the first century, and he's trying to continue to get across to the church today that that should not be so. Brothers and sisters, our speech, the small things, don't overlook them. The small things, don't forget about them because they direct your whole life. In your actions, what are the small things that you have overlooked? In your actions, not doing what you know God wants you to do, Doing things that you know God doesn't want you to do. You and I stumble, as I stated, in a number of different ways. And James brings out for the church in the first century and for us today, how we talk. I asked you to think about your last 100 or 45,000 words. How many of those words were building each other up? How many of those words were criticizing? Well, I could have, I could have done that. I, why in the world would they do it that way? D don't they know that it takes like 14 times longer to do it that way? Why don't they just do it this way? How, how many words are we using on a daily basis to tear individuals down, to slander, to gossip, to malign? How many words are you and I using on a daily basis to encourage, to build up, to thank, to show appreciation, gratitude, 
love. James wanted the people in the first century, the church that he was so in love with, the church that he so wanted to see maturity come out of. He said, sir, ma'am, your tongue, your tongue will get you into a lot of trouble if you use it tearing people down. Your tongue, students and adults, your tongue is a restless evil if you do not put a bridle on it. Your tongue, Brian, and others, is not to be used praising God with on one moment of the day and cursing others who were formed in the likeness of Him in another part of the day. This week I found myself um, back in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 and, and I, I was just stunned with the words of Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis 1, 11 times, 11 times God spoke and creation happened because He spoke. And thinking about that in the context of this tongue that you and I have. You and I can't speak things into existence like God did, out of nothing. But you and I can speak and build people up. You and I can speak and tear people down. Little items, small items are important for your life and for mine. You're like, great topic. What do we walk away with? I think that I'll leave you with this. Chapter 3, verse 2, James says, every single one of you and myself stumble in many ways. We stumble in our words. We stumble in our words because we say things that we don't need to say and we don't say things that we do need to say. One of the things that we need to say more of is this understanding. Every single person you come in contact with this week, last week and next week, but every single person that you and I come in contact with, are going to spend eternity somewhere, either heaven or hell. Do you and I care enough to speak about the one who can save them and give them eternal life? Or will it be business as usual? And this week we will complain about how they did the project or didn't do the project. We'll chide them because they swept the wrong way this day or they copied the paper the wrong that day or they didn't bring the groceries in right or they brought the groceries and they didn't get what I wanted. All aspects of our lives. How will you spend your week in the words that you say? Jesus died 
for your tongue to die. Jesus died so that you and I would surrender this and the stuff that's between this ear and this ear at the cross. Will we do it? Father, we come and Lord, I I just uh I just pray right at this moment for uh for the aspect of this, Father, that there are some things that I'm I'm willing easy just just lay those things down in front of you to to never desire to pick them up again but father a sharp tongue is something that i have problems with Any time is too often, but way too often. Whether it's trying to be funny in a moment that I just need to be quiet. Or that I interject and I don't need to interject. Or I tear down and I don't need to tear down ever. Father, these small items. And maybe for some of us in the room, it's not our tongue. It's something else that that is a small item that is so important that we don't overlook. But God, in this moment, I, I pray for myself. I pray for those of us in the room. God, that we would be still and allow You to speak and show us what that item might be at this time that You want to deal with. Father, we would deal with it. We wouldn't overlook it because it's something small. We wouldn't put it off, Father, because we'll deal with it later when You want us to spend the moments now dying to that. Father, thank You for the reassurance that all of us stumble in many ways. That we are all, it's all level ground at Your cross. Every single one of us are in need of a Savior. Thank You for that. But also, Father, I thank You that You don't love us or that You do love us so much that You won't allow us to stay where we are. You want to sanctify us and You are in the process of that. Getting us to be more and more like You. So students and adults, as we come to a time of of invitation and response, Understand that every single one of us stumble and the way that you stumble might be different than the way that I stumble, but all of us stumble in many ways. And the challenge for us is not to overlook the small items. They're important. So deal with those this morning as Alex and the team lead us.
You can stand and join us in singing. You can sit right where you are. Come to the front and pray at the altar. Pray with me. But respond back to Him. Alex? You have been listening to the latest message from Riverbend Church. We hope you enjoyed it. Live simple.